Hello, everyone, and welcome to You, you Don't, Don't Have, Have to, to Finish It, a BCML podcast with Holly and Sydney. This month we have Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Am I saying that right? Uh, that's the way I pronounce that's, it. Yeah, as far as we know, we got that right. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's interesting this time because I finished it. And I didn't. <laughs> I know. So I'm excited. Um, why didn't you finish it? Do you know? Um, well, I, honestly, I didn't get very far into it um, because the main character, she just didn't me. Um and maybe if I'd gotten further into it, she would have grown. You know, characters grow, of course. Right. But I just didn't like her. She yeah. was She starts selfish. off as like this debutante character because it's a period book. Let's yeah. Well, let's read about the book yes, first. Yes. Let, peop- let yes. people know, I guess. Um, after receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious... Naomi Tab. Boda, I believe is how you say her last name. They're all Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're white and we're going to butcher these names. <laughs> so we apologize to our We audience. apologize. We're trying our best. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I believe you do pronounce it Taboda. Um, hopefully I'm not butch- butchering that. Uh, she heads to High Place, a, distance, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she will find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Naomi knows little about the region. Naomi is also an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, and her sheet gowns and perfect red lips are cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough, smart, and has an indomitable will. And she is not afraid, not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring, not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by Naomi, and not even by the house itself, which Naomi dreams with visions of blood and doom. Um, so it's a horror book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what kind of horror I was getting into because it does start off kind of slow, like you said. And yeah. they introduce Naomi, which is like this main character. Um, she really is like they start her going off. She's like coming back from a party because yes. her father's just called her in mm-hmm. because she's just received that letter from her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it starts off by saying that she, she it's a Halloween party. Yeah. Uh, um, and her date has dressed up to full fledged costume. Yes. And Naomi didn't at all. <laughs> she, no, she, she changed, left him hanging. <laughs> she changed her mind about her costume and then didn't call him. Didn't and call tell him, him. Didn't warn and I him. I felt so bad for this guy. And I'm not sure he's in the book anymore at all. I was walking around with a horse head. Yeah, like a, like so. It's a period book too. Yeah. It's like takes place in what is it? The 1940s or 50s? Something like that. Let yeah. me let me see here. Me Does it say? I'm going to say 1940s or 50s because yeah. um, I think probably more 50s just based on how they described the gowns yeah. and yeah. things like that. Um, and if you look at the cover of the book, it looks very 1950s mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. But um, so it's uh, and it takes place in New Mexico, I believe. Um, I think. I can't remember. I can't remember. It, it likes it. Um, it just didn't. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's got a. He was wearing like a paper mache horse head, because mm-hmm. um, I guess that's what they did 
Yeah. In New Mexico in the 1950s, they went all out and paper mache costume masks. So, yeah. um, um, so he's this poor guy's decked out to the nines, and she she um, she didn't bother at all. No, she didn't. She um, changed her mind. She didn't want to do it, so she. And and that was the first. That was the first problem right there. I was well, like, well, that wasn't very nice. And then I went on, and she just kind of ignored him. And yeah. Um, I personally, I, just I really, didn't like her. <laughs> I really thought it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I, she did annoy me at first, yeah. too, because I thought, oh well, she, that is kind of rude. She stuck up, didn't even let her date know, and just mm-hmm. kind of like this date that she's got is kind of like a boy toy. Like she's yeah. not really even interested yeah, in it. She's, yeah. Um, uh, and so he's just kind of drag drug along for the ride. Um, and I guess that leads into one of our tears. Um, what did you think? Of me? Um, I think she grows exponentially throughout the book. And I think her like hot headed attitude that you see mm-hmm. in the beginning um, is explained more later in later chapters. Yeah. Um, she deals with like a lot of sexism in the book because she's a woman in the fifties. Yeah. Um, and no one likes her because she's this very flippant party girl who dates a lot of men and kind of has them all wrapped around her little finger. Mm-hmm. And um, she's sort of seen as scandalous and, and people kind of like look down on her for that. Yeah. Whereas maybe nowadays that's kind of more an empowering stance. I don't know. You know, women are yeah. allowed to date yeah, however they want to yeah. date. Um, and they make that a little more clear towards the middle chapters of the book. And they, ex- yeah. they talk about how like it's... um it's hard to have your voice heard as a woman, mm-hmm. um, especially with like um, a lot of these, there's some very like strong male roles in this where yeah. they're like the head of the household or oh, like they yeah. run the estate and yeah. things like that. So she kind of butts head up heads against those guys as well. Um, I, I did probably prefer it as a movie because I could follow along and see it better. Well, that's interesting that you say so. that because they're turning it into a Netflix series. Okay, well, I will probably watch it then. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a really good... I, yeah. I'm very excited to see this because the book goes in like a... To- I hadn't. I knew it was going to be like a spooky book, yeah. but I thought it was going to be like murder mystery spooky. No, this is like all out like supernatural horror. I like had no idea it was going to end that way. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually... The last half of the book, there's a huge tonal shift, I felt like. And okay. um, that's when it really, mm-hmm. really sucked me in. Um, I kept it. A, I kept reading for this character named Francis that they introduced relatively quickly. Okay. Um, and it Francis sort of becomes Naomi's, like, love interest throughout the, mm-hmm. the book. Um, and it's not her, like, normal guy that she goes after. He's, like, small, kind of mousy, whereas she's used to going after, like... Um, bold, flirtatious, mm, gotcha. dull, dark, handsome men, and he's got like I think they even just, they describe him as like mousy with glasses and very thin and very pale and almost mm-hmm. sickly looking, <laughs> and he's got this really weird like fascination with mushrooms and stuff too, and that's kind of how she's like you're you're doing what you're you're looking for mushrooms and he goes yeah I'm looking for mushrooms and like he totally geeks out on her and she finds it charming. Um, uh, just because he doesn't behave like most men around her. Um, he gets very bashful and shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kind of... Uh, kind of likes that. Yeah. Kind of different different take on things. Yeah. Um, so the whole plot of the book is basically, since you didn't get super far into no, it. No, I did um, It opens all. up with Naomi read this letter from her sister. Um, and it's like 
delusional. Like she's talking about like seeing things in the house and ghosts and like um, it's very much like a cry for help. Help me get out of here. Things are dangerous here. And yeah. like both Naomi and her father are worried like, oh my gosh, is she going insane? Yeah. Like is she going crazy? Um, so Naomi's father sends her out and says, well, you're going to go check on her, see how things are going, come back to me and report. Uh, Naomi doesn't want to go like right off the bat. She kind of puts up a little fight, but um, uh, her father says, well, you can go to university. I'll let you go to college and get a higher education as a woman mm-hmm. do this and bring her back to so, us. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to go bring my sister back. We'll figure out what's going on. And then I'll finally get to go to school. So that's like her whole motivation yeah. right up front. Um, let's see. We've got some like questions that KDA, KDLA gives us. Um, but I kind of want to just go into what the book was about because it was, I really enjoyed this one. I'm glad I stuck through and finished it. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? What do you, what do <laughs> you think? Should we like, should I go into like spoilers? Should we um, s- it, like to like delve deeper into it than we normally do? Cause we try to leave like the ending sort of we ambiguous. We do try to leave the ending. Um, if you get, I won't Maybe, give it. I won't give it yeah. all away, but I'll get like real close. There you go. Yeah, get, get up to where it gets really starts going uphill. Yeah, like where it where it starts. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, she meets her sister's husband. She's mm-hmm. married into this very rich, fancy English family, okay. and um, uh, you kind of at first get this this idea that like, okay, this guy's not like a super bad guy, but he's given me some like weirder vibes Mm -hmm. we'll just keep an eye on him as like a character like you're reading the book and you go oh that's the you always want to pick out the bad guy right away he's he's, he's (laughs) the killer yeah Yeah, yeah. he did it the butler did did it it. um so i was watching i was keeping my eye on the husband and about like halfway through you find out that um uh francis the love interest is the brother to this husband whose whose name i honestly cannot remember um you have naomi's sister and her husband Mm -hmm. uh, and the husband is francis's brother Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) Um, um, And so she meets this whole family. Um, The house is run by the two brothers' Mm -hmm. mother, who's very, like, staunch and strict. And so her and Naomi butt heads immediately because the mother is very much like, women are to be seen, not heard, and we don't have dinner conversations at the table, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they make a huge point in the book that the house is quiet. Yeah. You're not allowed to speak in the house at all, period. Like, yeah. So So it's like... Red flags. That yep. starts when it kind of gets kind of creepy. Um, they don't really let her out of the house. They're like, you have to be watched at all times. And so she starts getting these really weird vibes. Yeah. And they're not letting her talk to her sister as much as she wants to talk to her sister. Um, well, finally, she gets some alone time with her sister. And her sister's been like play acting sick basically. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm fainting. Like, oh, I just need to lay down. You know? Yeah. Um, she finally gets alone with her sister and Naomi's sister is like, you have to get me out of this house. My husband is, is awful. Oh. Like, um, and like, there's something bad going on in this house. Like I, I keep seeing ghosts and visions and, and things like that. And so, um, you spend the whole book trying to figure out well, what's really going on. Is the sister really going crazy? Like, is it, is it the husband? Like, is he drugging her? And like the whole time I was just thinking, Oh, this is, you know, like a murder mystery kind of thing. We're dealing with humans and like, Mm -hmm. um, 
about halfway through the book, it, t- it takes a switch to the supernatural and it like just sucked me in hardcore because all of a sudden Naomi starts having these crazy visions and dreams and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And she gets lost. Like she goes and explores the mansion when she's not allowed to and she gets lost in the graveyard and the fog and starts seeing things. And um, uh, it was very interesting the direction that they took it. I'll say okay. that. I don't want to go... I don't want to go too far into it mm-hmm. because it was just, it was, a, it was a twist. Yeah. And I, books don't usually like, usually I'm the type of person that's like, Oh, I can see this coming. Yeah. I Didn't came out of anything. left field, had no idea what was going on. Um, well, and I think that, I mean, the way you're describing it, I think that's, that's kind of um, why it didn't grab me mm-hmm. because it's, it sounds like, if and when they make it into a movie or a series or whatever they're going end up doing, right? Um, that it's going to be kind of a dark. It was very of, dark. Yeah, yeah. Kind of dark, gothic, which has Mexican gothic, but I mean, you know, very dark story. And when I read something, I don't. You don't want to read the I dark. Don't like the dark. I mean, okay. I, do, I don't read it as being in the dark. So, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just my imagination doesn't go there. Right. It doesn't go into that horror. I mean, I like watching this stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you I know, think Netflix it is harder to read really, horror. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I know it is. Yeah. It's just, it's harder for me to read it. Now, I could sit and watch, especially if it's really good. Like, Netflix has had a couple of really good series on. This remind um, honestly, so. this reminded me of like Haunting of Hill House. So when it yeah, does so. come out, when it does come out, if you liked Haunting of Hill yes. House, I think you'll enjoy watching. Yeah, this see, movie and that's that's something series. that I probably couldn't read it as a book, right? Because I could not imagine it that yeah. way. It has to be for me. I, it has to be seen. I for me, I. I kind of like bounce back on forth of like mm-hmm. liking horror. Uh, I like to watch it, mm-hmm. but I do. I think for me, I'm the opposite. I reading horror mm-hmm. freaks me out. Like I get, oh, I just yeah. terrifies me. Get super sucked yeah. in. Um, I don't know why, because you're not visualizing anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you've got images in your head, mm-hmm. but like I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Screen. I get uncomfortable, and then I'm like, oh, oh I just yeah. don't like it. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I'm I'm more likely to watch something that has that psychological spook factor or something like that than I am to read it. I think this one, um, I think this one has, it has like some pretty heavy themes of like, Mm -hmm. um, rape in it too. So it gets like dark psychologically, which is not everyone's cup of tea either. Um, I think there's a difference between like supernatural horror and like, Oh, it's ghosts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like, humans torturing yes, each other yes yeah and, and, and like like a psychological horror yeah, yeah. yeah like where it's like oh this this is an aspect of something that could happen in like real life yeah um and i think those freak me out a little more like mm-hmm. than the ghost stories do yeah. like ooh, give me the heebie-jeebies yeah um but it turns you know I I think if you get to about the slower beginning, like if you're kind of like Holly, who was like, oh, I don't know if they've got to grip me right away. Yeah, yeah they do. They, I'm afraid so. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way in certain books. I think this is just like, this is right up my alley. I like the time period. Mm. I, I like female leads because, yeah. you know, I'm a girl. I want to read about a girl lead. Yeah. Um, and uh, I very hope of like... Um, 
oh, I'm a I'm a working woman in the 1950s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can do any, I can do it. Rosie the Riveter stuff. Yeah. Like, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I think it's fun and plucky, I guess. Yeah. Um, we do have some questions here. Um, I guess. Which Sydney will probably have to answer you, if she wants to. Yes. I was going to say, do you want to ask them to me? This Normally, um, yeah, we, we kind of like go back and yeah. forth, but. We actually had one where we like had you didn't finish it and I finished it and it was kind of exciting. I was excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit different this time. Um, so we already kind of answered the first one, which was how did you feel about the historical period and setting of the book? I thought for for what I know, I thought it was pretty accurate. Like they they describe like the cars that they drive and it it all screamed like 1950s to yeah. me. So I I thought that was pretty good. It felt it felt like you were taken to a different time place like it definitely wasn't modern and i felt like it did a good enough job of like bringing you into that yeah. space uh, and then the next one was uh what did you think of the main character um starts out as an annoying airhead and then you find out oh she's got to deal with men in the 1950s mm-hmm. and you give her some slack <laughs> and she actually turns out um she grows up a little bit through these like really awful experiences she kind of puts like less value on looks and Francis actually kind of helps, helps her with that, that because she realizes she's like oh I I think I have like real feelings for yeah. this guy not just like oh, I need a date to the spring fling you yeah. can, you'll do I'll pick you you're hot you know what I mean <laughs> like <laughs> you got your haircut you yeah you look good um she kind of falls for this like really nerdy boy who's just been sheltered his whole life and his mm-hmm. family's super strict and like he's the unwanted son cuz yeah. his, his brother um is like really he's described as like super handsome and he's going to take over the family estate yeah. and he got to travel where Francis didn't and so Francis has always wanted to get out of the house but like there's this really sweet moment like I said he was out hunting mushrooms and they kind of like bond over that because they're like these bioluminescent mushrooms that glow and they're oh. really pretty and um, he takes like spore prints and shows her how to do all that stuff and it's just like this sweet moment where she goes she kind of like takes a step back and she don't I don't want to string this guy along yeah. because this might be something real so she she doesn't really know what to do because she's never been in that situation before and there's it describes like she's like normally i would just kiss the boy by now but mm-hmm. like it seems a little you know like maybe i shouldn't do that because this yeah. might be something more substantial so i think she grows through that and then she also obviously this book is a horror so she yeah. grows through the trials that yeah, she faces she which to. are really crazy <laughs> Okay, um, so the next one you've kind of answered and followed in with that was how do you feel about the relationship between? I think they're cute. Friends? I think they're cute. Yeah, I'm a sucker. I'm yeah. a sucker for that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, so what did you think about the ending? And do you wish? Uh, what do you wish had been different? Um, I honestly don't know. Like looking at the book as a whole, I think the pacing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change the pacing too much. Like that first two chapters is pretty slow, but I feel like they're necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Just to show and I don't. Where it she does was. end like kind of abruptly. Yeah, but most most horror movies do that. So, what did you think about the ending, and what do you wish had been different? I think I'd change anything. Um, I think the first two chapters are kind of slow. I'm always, I always want the book to get there faster, but I think, I think looking at it as a whole, the pace was good because Mm -hmm. it kind of builds up. It's almost like a mystery kind of thing. Like you really, I did not know what was going 
going on Mm -hmm. until like they explained it and it was like oh my gosh what it comes Mm -hmm. out of nowhere like super creepy super disturbing like playing on ideas of like rape culture i mean like it goes it went dark Mm -hmm. it went dark with it um and like forcing women to do things that they yeah you know no consent you know what i mean like um and uh played with her it there there's an element of like your mind gets kind of distorted because of what goes on in the book and there's like i don't i can't tell you what it is because it spoils it like completely um but it's it's super creepy. I thought it was very disturbing. So just know you go from annoying to super creepy. So Yes. And I think that they do a good job of like growth and development mm-hmm. too. Like um, Francis gets some growth. The mother gets some growth. Person who stays like the super gross is like the old patriarch who um, uh, he's dad. like a really old man. And mm-hmm. like he still runs the house with like an iron fist kind yeah. of thing. Okay. All right, next question. What do you think the author's purpose was in writing this book? Do you think she got it across? Um, I don't really, I don't know. Um, I think she put the themes that she put in there for a reason. Like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of consent yeah. in the book. Like she, uh, Naomi gets out of some very, very rough situations by like the skin of her teeth. Yeah. Um, and I think she wrote Naomi as this like strong willed character, um, to kind of like go along with that. You know what I mean? Like did a strong character to get out of the situation. Yeah. Pull through something like that. And she was already this like forward thinking woman for the 1950s. Um, Mm. and she really does like, they get out of that house with like, by a thread yeah um but um i don't know i don't necessarily know if there was like a point like a like a maybe or like a political point or like a social point she was trying to make or anything like that i think themes that that horror horror uses a lot like um Mm. it's a it's not uncommon to see um women getting violated in in horror um because it is disturbing to watch no one wants to see that it creeps you out gives you the heebie-jeebies um like times 10 so um i just think she did a good job with that coming back from that and like surviving and it doesn't like the bad guys get their comeuppance kind of thing like you don't you're not unsatisfied gotcha so i don't know if there was necessarily like a, a driving point she was trying to make but i do think that there are some like heavier themes in here that could probably take notes from or like learn something from gotcha all right let's see what did you enjoy most about this what did you enjoy the least um and what changes to the story if any would you make i don't think i would change anything maybe condense the first chapter maybe make her less abrasive so people in the first kind of like her but also there's that that thing where like um women aren't allowed to be like abrasive or angry you know that women are to be seen not heard kind of thing so maybe the author did it on purpose yeah you know um but um i don't know uh i think what i liked most about the book um was the twist because Mm -hmm. it is i do 
I don't want to be that person that like pushes up their glass and is like, oh, I can guess the ending to all of these horror movies and <laughs> mysteries. I'm so cool. But like some things are like pretty obvious and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you have horror's been happening for generations and yeah. years and people have been writing and developing it. You have certain tropes that you're like, oh, okay. That's why we say the butler did it. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Um, so I was, you know, I think I picked out who the bad guys were going to be pretty quick, but I didn't know it was going to go. Gonna yes. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a really cool twist. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to read it. to find <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> so what did you like least? What did I like least? Okay. So it was actually a little hard to get through some of those darker moments because mm-hmm. they are pretty. So disturbing. trigger warning. For yes. Those of you who trigger warning for sure. Yeah. Um, because, uh, by the skin of her teeth, man. Yeah. By the skin of her teeth. And it's just like, oh, it's so creepy. Especially yeah. like, it's very invasive too. That, And I can't say anything more than yeah. that because that'll give away the twist. But it's very much like messes with your head oh, kind gosh. of thing. Yeah. Like met and her sister's head. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of why they're going like a little insane and seeing all these visions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So there's that's about as far as I want to yeah. go into that because I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> Um, would you read a sequel to this story? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't think it needs one. That should be said. Yeah. I don't think it needs a sequel. I think it's a, I like stories that wrap up nicely. Yeah. Cause I think a trend nowadays is to, to beat it until all the money runs out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so Drag that's why, on. that's why you get like 7 million seasons of the walking dead. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think it's a good book. So I do enjoy stories that wrap up, but mm-hmm. if she does write a sequel, I wouldn't be mad. Um, yeah. I think it would be, I don't know if it would be another horror though. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know how they would continue it, but I think Naomi and Francis's relationship was so stinking cute. I could read a whole book about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was next. Would you prefer it to feature Naomi and Francis for a story in the same world with new characters? In the same world, it would be so. So with that twist ending, if you delve more into like the history of that, that's what it would be a prequel. It would be kind of like a prequel, and I think that would be very cool because yeah. um, it's kind of occulty a little yeah. bit what they get into at the end. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to dive into it more than we usually do, yeah, but still be vague enough to where like I don't ruin it for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it gave it's. It's weird, and there's one character that's introduced at the very end that's like the epicenter of everything. I would love to see a story about, about that, that specific care. character and how they got to where they're at because it was it's nightmare fuel, and I think it would be really cool to read. To read that one. Yeah. yeah. All right, if you were interviewing the author, and this is the last question, what questions would you have for her? Let's see... I guess maybe if she was trying to make like a political or social point with the Mm. book, like, or if she just wanted to include those themes maybe because that's been something in her personal life or, um, uh, her last name is Garcia. So she's got Mexican heritage, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. Um, so I I would probably ask her some questions about like that and like, where um, she drew her story yeah, from. Yeah, where you drew your story from, why you picked what you picked mm-hmm. and how you came up with that crazy ending. Because yeah. it's... I uh, know, I won't say that. that that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that's a little too much. I won't say that. <laughs> it has a crazy ending. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the last question. Dun, Cindy, da-da. do you have any other wrap-ups that you want to say um, about this book before we I, get into our new one? 
I liked it. Um, I would recommend reading it. Right now on Libby, it has like a three-month hold. So people really enjoy this. If, so. if you don't know what Libby is, it's a it's a library app. Um, uh-huh. If you Google Libby or if you Google like Overdrive or something like that, yeah. you download it on your phone, put your library card in, and boop, there you go. There's your library and mm-hmm. the selection. And you can pick from other libraries too. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I liked it more than I thought I would. And it, um, I don't do this often, but it might be one I go back and reread. Oh, well. And I, um, high price. We, I've liked, you know, I liked, uh, was it Brown Girl Dreaming yes. or Brown Girl Rising? Dreaming. Dreaming? Okay. Um, I liked that one, but probably not one I'd go back and reread. I'm very mm-hmm. like, once I finish the book, I'm done with it. But mm-hmm. I like, I like this one and I'm excited to see the Netflix app, uh, adaptation and mm-hmm. things like that. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, I am going to put in a request for this book for the library to have a copy because oh, we yay. don't have a copy. Um, because, like Sydney said, we had someone come in who wanted to check it out, but it was going back. Yeah. And so uh, we need to have a copy in the library, and Libby is months away. Yes. So we are going to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put in a request to actually have oh, a copy right, for the yeah. library. So. I'll put it in our um, uh, recommended reads section. And there you can you stop by and just pick that right on up. There you go. I should say, uh, again, just to, you know, uh, trigger warning, fair warning, because yes. we did have a patron come in and they were like, this book terrified me. It was it was scary. <laughs> and they, they were like, I didn't finish it. I couldn't do it. So, like, I think this one is like, um, I'm a big Stephen King fan and yeah. he gets really dark and weird. So if you're if you like those, you're going to like this you're going to like this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our next book, we went a little softer, I believe, I think. Yes. Um, this one is. I think it's a romance. It's a, I was going to say it's a romance, isn't it? It's a romance. Uh, this is The Ballad of Tom Dooley. Um, and this is one that I actually think we like do that own a song? Cop- like, yeah, it says yeah. Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I think we actually do have a copy of this book. It's written by Sharon McCrum, which is a very big romance author. We have... Um, we do. We check out a lot of her books. All right. <laughs> and you may have read it, and that's awesome if you have. You can let us know. It looks like it's a a, a novel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I believe it is. Here. Civil War. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. H- Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. America's most famous folk ballad, a haunting tale of murder, illicit love, is based on actual events that took place in Wilkes County, North Carolina, in the aftermath of the Civil War. Now award-winning Appalachian novelist Sharon McCrum has unearthed new evidence to reveal the true story behind the ballad. Um, I don't. I don't know if I've actually heard the ballad. Like I recognize the song, through, but I'm yeah. gonna have to like look at the, what it actually is because all all I can hear is that "Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley" bit, and I don't know <laughs> the rest it. of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, this should be interesting because I didn't realize. That it was a true story, first of all. Yeah, I didn't know it was a. I didn't know it was based on a true story. No. That's pretty cool. Um, it says the Kingston Trio's folk song "Tom Dooley" tells the story of the murder of Laura Foster, a simple country girl involved with returning Confederate involved with the returning Confederate soldier Tom Dula. But Tom was also engaged in a passionate affair with his childhood sweetheart, the beautiful and married Anne Melton. 
oh dear. So mm. we're going to have some conflict, conflict. there. <laughs> uh, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, one May morning in 1866, Laura Foster stole her father's horse and left home, telling a neighbor that she was eloping to Tennessee. Three months later, her body was found in a shallow grave only a few hundred yards from where she was last seen. The sensationalists attract national attention. A man and his married lover accused of murdering the other woman. The former governor of Na spearheading the defense and a noble gesture from the condemned man on the eve of his execution he really loved. With the help of the Wilkes County historians and researchers, author Sharon McCrum visited the actual sites, studied the legal evidence, and concluded that the traditional story did not make sense. Consulting maps and the trial transcripts and the census records, she uncovered a missing piece of the story that will shock those who think they already know what happened. Well, this is really right up our alley. We so it sounds like a romance and kind of like a murder mystery a true thing. Crime. Yep. Yes. True crime here. So yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. Got the got the crime and based on a real story. All about that. Oh, all yeah. about that. Yeah. So we will wrap up. Uh, please come in to the library yeah. and check out the Ballad of Tom Dooley, uh, and listen to our podcast about it in a few weeks. Um, and we hope you enjoy. enjoy. Yeah, we'll be back and let you know if we finished, finished it, or not. it or not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.